0: The one percent is always that little extra. Chef Jean Pierre, he would be cooking, and it's like all of these wonderful ingredients: his onion and his maliard maliard reaction, the caramelization of the onion, and put this and put that in his in his uh, his roux that he makes, and his clarified butter. And he's oh, it's almost. And he's doing this and he's doing that. So, oh wait, wait, wait! I forgot something. He would say, "I forgot something." Oh, here we go. Ah, voila. Oh, mm, 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 he says, that's good. That's what it is. That one little pinch, that one little pinch, that one little herb that was added. That one little spice. Ah, there we go. Voila. And much of our spiritual life is that way, isn't it? You spend all that time cooking, all that time buying the ingredients, all that time prepping. But you're missing that one thing that tops it off. That There we go. Just need a little bit, especially when you're plating your food. Oh, wait, a little parsley. Let's get a little fresh herbs. Oh, got to gotta plate it right. Clean it. The presentation really completes it. And Somehow or another, the presentation enhances the flavor. The very look of it, the way it's presented. That one sauce, just enough, not too much. That accent that you had, but you got content and you didn't care. You got content and you stopped caring. You don't put that one little extra that sends you rocketing into spiritual maturity and growth. You won't do that one thing. You thought it was enough just to attend an altar call, go to a Harvest Crusade, just to show up on a Sunday morning Christmas service or Easter service. Just to go to the soup kitchen. Just the money you hand the homeless guy in front of the gas station or the mini market. You you, you do the least. You won't do the little more. And the little more... Is all the more makes all the difference. You won't go that little extra mile to make it just that prime dish it could have been. Are you really seeking the Lord? Do people look at you and can tell that you've grown? Do they look at you? Oh, wow. Oh, you're so different than you were last month. You're so different than you were last year. But you're in the same habit. The same habit, you don't grow. You're growing in other things. You've become a better golfer, but not a better worshipper. You've become a better engineer, but not a better prayer warrior. You become a better runner, football player, weightlifter, fisherman, hunter, rock climber, real estate agent. You've sold more houses, but you haven't given more money. You bought more clothes, but you haven't clothed more homeless. What's the difference with you? These things expose you for who you are. God gives you an opportunity to see yourself, but you don't even like to see yourself, which is why you can't face yourself, which is why you won't acknowledge your sin or your wickedness. You're too busy being prideful and rebellious. You don't even want to face yourself. And then anybody comes in your life to try to help you face yourself, to help yourself, you attack them. You pull up an armor. Oh, a, a defense wall. You repel them, you curse them, you mock them. But they hold up a mirror. But when that mirror is being held up to promote your vanity, you don't do that. Oh, your makeup's soft. That mask, let me help you. If someone is helping you continue the false vanity and image, that person is allowed. But if someone exposes the false person in the image, that person is not allowed. Who betrayed Jesus? Judas, who denied him? Peter. What's the difference? Those who knew him personally could deny him and betray him. You only read about him, study him from a distance. Some intellectual apologetics book, some creation versus evolution book, some church service, some other person preaching about him. If those who knew him and walked with him could do that, is it so surprising that we in this modern world could do that and worse? Oh, and worse. Because we have the hindsight. We have the privilege of looking back and learning from those who were before us. And look what we do, even with allegedly a greater preponderance of evidence to codify our faith. What excuse to be given so much and to use so little. You spend more time talking about your job and your hobby than in the Word of God and discussions with brothers and sisters on the Word of the Lord and the power of the Spirit. More time in Pilates Stretching, running, walking the dog, the chiropractor's office, the gym. But not that time on your knees. Not that time walking through this world with the light of the Lord manifested other than a Bible in your hand, a cross around your neck. You're looking for where to surf where to play soccer, where to hit a golf ball, where to camp in the woods. But you're not looking for, where can I go and do more work for God? Where else can I go and make an impact? You're not proactive about your faith. You are reactive. Wars are not run by reaction. The War of the Spirit. When you love God, when you're drawn by His Spirit, when your heart is sincere, when your mind's made up, No mother, no father, no brother, no sister, no husband, no wife, no girlfriend, no boyfriend, no dog, no pet, no politician, no athlete, no actor, no one. The Lord, when he's first and you thirst for him, that will change.